Ding Dongs. Welcome back to The Good Play, a podcast normally about NBC's The Good Place. My name is Brianna, and with me on the line, she runs the local Judaica shop and is crazy about her grandson. It's my sister, Marissa. Oh, Ahava Shali Manishma! I don't know what you said, but it sounded cute. Yes. It was my love. What's up? <laughs> Three semesters of Hebrew. That's about all I can conjure. <laughs> you used to call me Hamudi. That's another one. Yeah, Hamudi. Means cutie. So now that The Good Place is on hiatus, we are getting into the holiday spirit by watching some ridiculous made-for-TV Christmas movies. This week, we watched an interfaith holiday movie, which I'm very excited about. It was so cute, you guys! It it was very cute. Lifetimes, Mistletoe, and Menorahs. (laughs) Not sorry, anybody we know. Props to Lifetime for doing what Hallmark won't, I guess. Well, Hallmark has two Hanukkah movies that they're doing this year, but I looked at the synopses and they pretty much don't have anything to do. I think one of them has something to do with Hanukkah, but it's like an office holiday party kind of thing. And the other one is just about a Jewish guy who goes home to like with a Christian girl for Christmas right. and like doesn't know any of the traditions. And I, one of the things, and we're like getting into discussion a little bit early, but one of the things that I like about this movie is that they're very respectful of all of the traditions for both religions. And I think, you know, I could imagine it going a different way if the whole point is like, this Jewish person doesn't know anything about Christmas and like he has to come home for the holidays and like what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in importantly this movie was written by jews right it was yes it was written by uh an israeli jewish man in a relationship with a american christian woman oh okay that yeah a lot of things just snapped into focus for yes. me <laughs> listener kate uh recommended this movie to me because she sent me a, an article from glamour magazine which i quoted <laughs> it, it, at the bottom which we can get into but written by an israeli it says, it's a deeply personal story for the writer, an Israeli Jew who moved to New York when he was 10 and learned English from watching shows like Cheers. He loosely based the movie on his romance with his now wife, who is a Christian and from a small town in Kentucky. Aww. Together, I know, together they learned about and fell in love with each other's religions. So like very much this, that same vibe in this, in this movie. It's very cute. Yeah. Aw. Kate, you my girl, but I'm always going to put two spaces after a period, girl. (laughs) No one's going to know that reference. Follow me on Twitter. (laughs) Anyway, so we really like this movie. Before we get into the recap, a little housekeeping. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and at goodplay.cast.rocks. Uh, we don't have any new reviews, so please rate and review us. Uh, we are still in our review drive for season four while we're in the hiatus um, because we're looking forward to the end of uh, The Good Place pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, looking forward is a weird way to put it, but yeah. 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 Uh, you can also follow and like us on Facebook. We have a group called The Good Play Twitter. Uh, Marissa's tweeting at The Good Play Pod, and you can send us an email at thegoodplaypod at gmail.com. No new emails this week or anything. No emails, no. Yeah. So, you know, thanks for those of you who are sticking around for the hiatus. Thank you so much. We hope this... <laughs> We fall off a lot of people's podcatchers during the hiatus. <laughs> People hope... just forget that we exist. I get it. Yeah. I mean, we hope last week's script doctoring uh, was entertaining, and we hope that this week's uh, sort of squeeing over how cute this movie is. Very cute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll keep you entertained. Um, so how do you want to handle the recap? I mean, you've got a lot here. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I'm asking. I really liked it. So I took pretty detailed notes. Do you, do you want to recap it then? Why don't you do it? Okay. You can just jump in. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's December in Chicago. And I think they said it in <laughs> Chicago and not a small town because they needed a place where plausibly there were Jewish people. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, you get some nice shots of the bean and the rivers. It's really beautiful, Chicago. Yeah, I had to Google what city has the bean. It's like, oh, it's a Chicago. <laughs> oh, I love Chicago. I've never been. It's very sad. Uh, our main character, 
is her name is Christy. Uh, she of wakes it up. Is. Yes, she wakes up and she has a literal advent calendar next to her bed. So like every morning, she wakes up absurdly early and then eats a piece of candy. This did um, not track at all for me. She was she's one of those girls who has like the pristine white sheets and the like pressed pastel pajamas. I'm like, you're not introducing chocolate into that situation. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> she's just that into Christmas. She's willing to take the risk. So she's talking to her friend from work, who is the assistant to the president. Her name is Samantha. Samantha's dropping her kid off at school, and she's on the phone with Christy in the car, and she tells her that she's up for promotion if she can land the new toy account. I mean, look, I really like this movie, but the jobs, the job that she has is inexplicable to me. Yeah, I don't, I didn't understand what anything, like what any of these companies were. No, absolutely not. And she, her friend also mentions that her son's teacher is really cute. And it's supposed to be kind of a throwaway line, but we'll see pretty soon when it comes <laughs> but back. But it's foreshadowing. So Christy gives a presentation uh, and he, she really impresses the client. And the client is a guy named David Berger. Um, and they both get really excited about wink, the holiday. Wink, wink. Yes. They, um, yeah, a lot of, like, everybody's got a pretty, um, like, uh... I don't want to say stereotypical, but like <laughs> pretty uh, stereotypical name. But like, you know, David Bergenstein-Enthal. And her name is Christy Dickinson. So like, you know, very, <laughs> oh, like, very. Oh, like Dickens, like, a Chris, like Dickens Christmas exactly, Carol. I just exactly. got that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so he, that's actually one of my, like my first kind of, it's not a, a nitpick or anything, but it is just one of these things where like, so David um, and Christy both get really excited about the holidays in this meeting, and he invites her to his holiday party, and she's and he says that she can pitch her toy idea, like her toy line idea, at the holiday party. What is what is he, is he like a an investor? Does he invest? Like what? I ha- I don't know. They keep talking about the market. I don't know, okay. <laughs> like the toy market. I I okay. really don't know. That's fair. So. The his company is called All for Toys, which sounds like something that a scriptwriter put in as like a placeholder, and then they never replaced it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. But he says to her like, "Oh, brush up in your traditions, and I'll I'll like make sure that you lead some of the events." And she's like, "Oh, perfect." But in my head, I'm like, "This guy's name is David Berger. He's not looking at a woman named." Christy Dickinson and going, that's a Jew. He's no, not doing no. that. He totally knows. I feel like it's a it's a test or something. I mean, that's what she thinks it is. She she says. Um, so the other thing, like when I first started, uh, full disclosure, when I first began watching this movie, I was like, just Google it. Who cares? And then my heart was totally warmed by how much effort she was putting into learning Hanukkah traditions. And but the reason she starts doing it is because she doesn't want to look like an idiot because she wants to like, you know. Well, she because she it's 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 a very screenwritery comedy of error situation where she, he's like, make sure you brush up on your traditions, and she's like, I know all the traditions. I'm the best at traditions. And then like <laughs> after he leaves, she finds out like, oh, it's a Hanukkah party. Like yeah. I need to be good at all the traditions because I just boasted about it. Right. Right. So. Chrissy and Samantha go get coffee, and that's when Samantha brings it to her, like, hey, uh, David's Jewish, which also, like, maybe this is not a thing for non-Jewish people, but, like, do non-Jewish people understand that David Berger is a Jewish name? I don't know. Maybe they don't. <laughs> I feel like if you live in Chicago, you really should you really know should. that. <laughs> it's not like she she's not portrayed as coming from a small town because her family's in driving distance. Right, right. So, like, if you grow up in Chicago, I feel like yeah. you should know who David Berger is. Right. <laughs> so, she's worried she's going to embarrass herself. She doesn't want to undermine herself professionally by, like, stumbling through these Hanukkah traditions. This part I really thought was hilarious. They, like, try to think of a Jewish person they know who could help them out. It's <laughs> yes, like, wow, okay. And turns out... Uh, this cute teacher that Samantha was just oogling this morning, her son's teacher. Uh, his name is Jonathan Silver. Of course it is. He is Jewish. And she's like, I'll arrange everything. Meet me here back tomorrow. Was Samantha meant to be married? I got that impression, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I thought, I had, I initially thought I was like, 
oh, Samantha's going to end up with this teacher she's oogling, and I thought maybe that David Berger was the romantic lead. And so I texted Brandon being like, is Beardy Guy the romantic lead? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's weird. This is a weird movie. And it's like, oh, she met a different Beardy Jewish guy. (laughs) (laughs) Two different Beardy Jewish guys in this movie. So Christy's dad just calls her to remind her about their pre-Christmas Eve dinner. parents are the most vanilla... Goyasha, <laughs> harmless, anodyne, white bread people you have ever seen. <laughs> ever. They're like holding hands and smiling affectionately at each other and not sniping at each other at all. And her dad and just like living in their McMansion in with their nutcracker decorations and the giant Christmas tree. And I was just like, oh boy, these people. <laughs> But they're perfectly nice. Anyway, so back in her apartment. Oh, at some point she calls her boyfriend, yeah, who seems supportive, but we will find out not so much. She's back at her apartment later. Um, She's doing some toy research. She's listening to Christmas music. Her boyfriend shows up with dinner, but he really just wants to watch a basketball game and, like, mooch off of her cable, which is a a really good look. The next day... He's a stockbroker. Yeah, she goes back. He reminds me of... Glenn from The Wedding Singer. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, babe. You know I, hit, I hate sitting in the aisle seat. I always get hit with the drink cart. Yeah, and he like orders a $700 CD player and it doesn't, you know, like he doesn't have any <laughs> CDs. Anyway. So the next day, Julia goes back to the coffee shop because she is meeting, she's going to meet Jonathan there. She has this very, like, Sally Albright from When Harry Met Sally drink order that's, like, very exacting. It's a pumpkin spice latte with uh, soy milk. And it has to be 120 degrees exactly, which is, like, foo boy. And so the guy behind her in line kind of needles her about her order. They get into it. He says he's running late. I was like, that's a Jewish sense of humor if ever I've heard one. (laughs) Yeah. He's running late, and she's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be late. Like, maybe you should be, you know, don't blame me if you're not on time for something. And they kind of get into it. The barista gets her order wrong, and she's kind of like, you know, sheepish about it and just kind of goes on her way. And this guy, without knowing that he's he's the person she's there to meet, this guy goes over and brings her an apology muffin Because he's so cute. I know. He's adorable. He's just adorable. And he apologizes for being rude, but then he expects her to also apologize. They get into it again. Samantha walks in, and it turns out Apology Muffin Guy is Jonathan. So Jonathan also needs to learn about Christmas. A twist that no one could have seen coming. (laughs) Turns out Jonathan also needs to learn about Christmas because his girlfriend celebrates Christmas. And she wants to introduce Jonathan to her dad, who apparently is very hard to please. Um, So he wants to impress his girlfriend's dad, and he doesn't know anything about Christmas, which I find a little hard to believe. That was, I mean, I have a few things in this movie that strain credulity, but certainly the like, I don't know anything about Christmas. It's like, look, I believe that for the screenwriter... That would at least be kind of a possibility because he grew up in Israel. Right. But this guy obviously was born in America. Yeah. He knows about... He went to school. He knows about Christmas. It's the culturally hegemonic celebration. It's impossible to escape. Goyim, I know you're listening. It's impossible to escape. We know all about Christmas. We're very familiar with it. Also, his ringtone is dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. The ringtone that on his was phone. nuts. <laughs> no, so that's not a thing. <laughs> that was so funny. But hers is um, like dashing through the snow, right? Yeah, in a one horse open sleigh. Yep. Yeah. So they reluctantly agreed to put their differences aside and work together <laughs> and learn about each other's holidays. And they split the apology muffin, which is very cute. I gotta say, I've watched a lot of Christmas movies already this holiday season. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) These two have the most chemistry of any of the movies I've watched. That does not bode well. Oh, this, (laughs) by the way, this is another Mar Vista joint. The same outfit that made Spirit of Christmas. Spirit of Christmas. So, (laughs) she tells him that her client dinner and the Hanukkah party is in eight days. He's like, oh, that's funny. And she's like, why? And he's like, okay, okay, I get it. (laughs) Um... 
So they start by getting her a menorah. They go to a Judaica shop that is run by <laughs> uh, my favorite character, the snarky but Tova. wise old Jewish lady named Tova, which is a Hebrew name, and who's also Jonathan's grandmother. And so he introduces them. Were you going to say something? I, well, I was just going to say that he calls her Savta, which is mm-hmm. just to bring everyone in on some Jew secrets. If you're here from <laughs> the non-Jewville, like we're just we're, we're going to let you we're going to let you know a couple of the secrets. All right. Okay. When the, the words that you American listeners think of as like Jewish words, you're doing the air quotes Jewish words. Those are mostly Yiddish. Mm-hmm. We, we don't tend to actually American Jews do not actually throw around a lot of Hebrew because most American Jews come descend from people who spoke Yiddish on a daily basis. The people who speak Hebrew on a daily basis are Israelis. Most American Jews are not descended from Israelis, right? Israel's only yeah. been around for like 70, 80 years. Yeah. So we don't, if we call our grandma something, it's going to be booby. It's not going to be Which Sav- is what I was waiting for. Uh, me too. I, it's not Savta, right? Nobody, in, Almost nobody in America says Savta. So I have to deduce from this that the grandmother is an Israeli immigrant. That's my, that's my read on it. Yeah, probably. And I think it makes sense when you put it in context that, that the screenwriter is Israeli. I think so too. And yeah. it also, it turns out, I think it turns out that David also, yes, because David at at some point talks about the Sufgani Yot, which is a, is a, it's a Hanukkah donut. It's a a Hanukkah donut. donut. It's a Hanukkah donut. (laughs) He talks about the Sufgani Yot that his Israeli grandmother made. I'm like, all the Jews in this movie are descendant. I mean, I can't even express to you how unlikely it is (laughs) that if you pick a random Jew in America, that they're descended, that their grandparent immigrated from Israel. It's like, it's like assuming that all Catholics you know, have had a grandma who came from Vatican City. It's like it's really freaking unlikely. But still, she's cute. She has that tone of voice that's kind of like this. Yeah. And that's how I knew she was the grandma, because she yeah. kind of talks like this. You know who would be great at that? We should we should have had our mom call into this show. Say, <laughs> we have to show mom this movie when we're home yeah. for Hanukkah and Christmas this year. So Christy, what I, so what I, this is when I started like really liking the dynamic because Christy, like I said at the beginning, I think there's a lot of room for this to be like a slapstick comedy about how like she's so clueless, but she's really thoughtful and uh, Christy is very thoughtful and she admires uh, a Judaica book. And she is like very thoughtful about, you know, she's looking at all the things and she's like very complimentary of seems like oh it seems like your traditions are so beautiful and it's all about family and community and it was course... a little it was a little over the top yeah, <laughs> she but... like walks into a store she opens up she looks at one page of one book and goes oh, i understand <laughs> like your traditions are all about family like i mean i guess that's trivially correct of all traditions <laughs> okay i just mean like i think i was waiting for some like Oh, like a As, like a real un uh, a real unfortunate remark. Yeah, I was waiting for some like you know at the beginning when Samantha's like you know, Christy can teach you all about wreaths and fruitcake, and you can teach her what about like uh, I don't know chicken soup. Is that a Hanukkah thing? And I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be the yes. whole movie, right? I, and oh, he, good point. Good point. Yeah. And he even has a look on his face of like, oh, okay, uh, we need to. <laughs> Um, so I thought that was going to be the whole movie that she's like, oh, what? Like, you know, what do I have to do? But she's very, she takes it very seriously. She's very kind and, and respectful, which I appreciated. And the grandma shows Christy all the photos of Jonathan traveling the world. And she calls him Yoni, which must be Yonatan. Yes. And, and it further reinforces my belief that she's Israeli. Uh, and she's my Yoni's impressive. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. And um, <laughs> who's this girl? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, she never doesn't talk with that tone of voice in the whole thing. <laughs> By the way, Jewish, gr- Jewish grandmothers will assume any person of your age you bring home is your girl or boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> that is a true fact. Speaking from That's one thing experience. that this script got extremely correct. Yes. <laughs> 
So grandma tells them to go get latkes because she's like, you learn better on a full stomach. And so they go to a deli, which was great. And uh, Jonathan, gr- Jonathan's girlfriend, who's Christian, joins them. They get latkes. They get sufganiyot, which are jelly donuts. You know, he kind of tells her how he fell into teaching and it turned I've out... I've never be- had a sufgania, I don't think. Maybe a Brandeis. Maybe I did. But I don't how remember. How different are they from regular jelly donuts? They're not. Okay, okay so they're then not. you had one then. Unless you've never had a jelly donut. I mean, I don't like jelly donuts. <laughs> I love jelly donuts. More for me. I got, I got donuts from my last trip to Philly... I got donuts at this uh, really good um, donut place uh, oh, you run brought by some Amish back? people. Wait, did you bring some back? Yes. Did I have uh, some? No, you weren't home. I was just visiting mom and dad. Did I dream it? I did. I looked it up. <laughs> I looked it up online and Leo and I were looking at the pictures of the donuts and talking about which ones we wanted. Uh, so mom, so I got two jelly donuts because I knew mom, that's what mom would want. And she's like, you can have whatever donut you want except for the jelly donuts. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I got these for you. Anyway, Jonathan explains to Christy the miracle of Hanukkah and why it lasts eight days. Uh, if you don't know, uh, you know, the Hebrews were uh, fighting the Greek and Syrian forces. They managed to defeat the Greeks and Syrians, but their temple was desecrated and they were trying to uh, basically reconsecrate the temple they only had enough oil to last one night but the oil lasted for eight nights thus hanukkah lasts for eight days this is a later invention by the rabbis by the way i'll let you guys in on another jew secret the whole oil thing (laughs) if you start saying jew if you keep saying jew secret we're gonna end up on some like white (laughs) (laughs) and the elders of the protocol of zion no so the rabbis added in the miracle oil thing like way later because they wanted like a religious reason to celebrate this thing that everybody liked. But the real thing was like a military victory. And the most compelling explanation I've had as to why it's eight days is because they were busy fighting during Sukkot, which yes. is another eight day festival. It's a lot of eights. in. It's an in... eight day festival that happens in the fall. They were busy right. fighting that. They were, they were like... busy fighting during Sukkot. And by the time they could got around to like celebrating Sukkot, it was Hanukkah. The dead of winter. <laughs> it was the dead of winter. Great time for Harvest Festival. And they had Sukkot late. So that who knows if that's even the explanation, right? I mean, like. These uh, Judaism is such an old religion that like all these things are like lost like tears and rain, right? And so you're just kind of left picking up the pieces. Like I don't know, man. Like maybe they just really like the number eight, or they're trying to make things like. Ugh. But it's definitely not that there was miracle oil. That is yes, definitely Marissa, made it's up. It's a story. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a story. Like there are Jewish stories that everybody knows are stories. Like, you know, Abraham and the binding of Isaac. And then there are Jewish stories that people put around like they're like they may have actually happened. And the oil one is one and the slavery in Egypt is another. And like they're they're all just invented. They're just folklore. Just Jew secrets. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you guys really want to you really want to start pushing people's buttons, I got some things to say about regular Jesus. Can we not? Uh, it's a, All I can say is it's a really good thing that Chrissy didn't call you to teach her about Hanukkah. Because you would have been like, listen, it's all a bunch of BS, but you get some chocolate. So just roll with it. So he didn't tell his girlfriend about the Christmas lessons because he's worried about failing. And she's like, You're, you'll be great. Like, tomorrow we'll start. Back at work, Samantha tells Christy now that the David Burgers company is now getting like a competitive bid from another toy company. And Christy's like, what does that even mean? Who even knows? They are like looking to start a toy line and they want two different ideas. I think that's the best thing I can come up with. Best reasoning. Later, Christy meets Jonathan at a Christmas market so they can shop for Christmas sweaters. And I thought this was really cute. While they're shopping for Christmas sweaters, she compliments his eyes. Like, she holds up a sweater and she's like, ah, this doesn't go well with those pretty eyes. And he kind of, like, smiles a little self-consciously. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, so cute. So they bond over, like, holiday memories and, you know, trying to make time for their families. And she tells him about the pre-Christmas Eve Eve dinner. So her family always gets together on the 23rd. 
He's got to come up with a new toy line by then. Or she has to come up with a new toy line by then. They try fruitcake, and he's like, oh, this is delicious. I refuse uh, to believe yeah. that. That was, again, that was on my mental list of like, uh-uh, no. Um, <laughs> Nobody has ever bitten into fruitcake and be like, oh, wow. Everyone's like, what is this nonsense? So she's like, oh, I couldn't remember what to do with my menorah. And so he offers to video chat with her later to help her light the menorah. Um, later, she's making latkes. This was my nitpick. Oh, okay. okay. The latkes. Oh, yeah, they looked like potato croquettes or something. They I didn't did. understand. They I didn't understand too... the look of those latkes at all. First of all, I have made latkes a number of times. It takes forever and a day. It takes a really long time to make latkes. If you're going to make four, though, she keeps making four. Yeah, that's true. So you're grating, like, one potato and, like, a fourth of an onion, basically. So maybe it doesn't <laughs> take all day. Um, but her latkes really did look like... Like hash browns, you would like those hash brown things you would get at McDonald's. Like they, they did not look like latkes, but that's okay. They, they do. They look like croquettes. I mean, they look like these big sort of hunks of like reconstituted potato product. It's very right. strange. Which I'm sure somebody in the props department was like, "This will have to do," because I'm not like making artisanal. <laughs> not... <laughs> yeah, because right. she has to do it like a nut. She she makes latkes like every night, yes. which is pretty crazy. <laughs> By the way. This girl is skinny as can be, and all we see her see her eat is, and I and I'm gonna list as like far as I can remember, uh, a piece of chocolate for breakfast every morning, <laughs> tons um, of a pumpkin, a, a pumpkin spice latte whenever she feels like it, and it's not a it's not a sugar is it sugar free? Might be fat free, but yeah, but know. I don't think it's sugar free. Uh, latkes for dinner every night with sour cream, uh, and soufflé yogurt. <laughs> And her boyfriend brought her over a burger, and then one time they have Chinese food. And Chinese food. food. I mean, she's eating the most garbagey food you can possibly imagine, and she's thin as a rail. You know what? Get a girl. That's what we all... I, I mean, look, if she's going to be in an interfaith relation with uh, <laughs> Jonathan Silver, she's got to put on some weight, because the grandma's going to feed her, okay? We shouldn't worry. <laughs> too tin. Too tin. Yes. That's what our, our old uh, great aunt used to say. Too tin. Later, she's making latkes. Her boyfriend wants none of it. Her boyfriend was like low key. Uh, I did not appreciate his comments. But they order Chinese food instead, which I think is the most Jewish tradition of them all. He pitches her the idea of doing stockbroker action figures, which is <laughs> super dumb. And then wow. he tells her he tells her he won't be able to make his ho- his family her family's holiday dinner. She's he's not really into Christmas anyway. He's kind of a defer anyway. It's, it's hard. What is he? He's into basketball. And I he's mean, into like, making money. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. Uh, this is a family friendly podcast, and I'm going to be as oblique as I can about this. They don't even appear to be intimate. That's what I said. I was like, she's always waking up alone. Yes. He's never staying over. Yeah. So he comes over, watches basketball. They eat Chinese food, and then he leaves. And I'm like. Now, I realize everyone is different. However, what? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, I think they try to say, like, he's pulling a lot of late nights at the office. So maybe, like, this is not normal for them. But yeah, she's always waking up alone. They're not very physically affectionate. So he leaves. I mean, do they ever ki- kiss? Do they ever kiss? They, like, kiss on the cheek. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. So he leaves. Jonathan video chats her. She lights the menorah. She's doing a pretty good job of saying the prayers, actually, considering she just learned this prayer, like, a day ago. She's Uh, reading, like, off a phonetic sheet. Yeah. Which, like, let's be real. I do that. So, um, (laughs) not for the Hanukkah prayers, but for other things. He shows her a gingerbread house he made, and she's like, A for effort. And he's like, oof. And then he teaches her, her how to say Chag Sameach. Which means happy holidays. Yeah. And then... The next day, she goes back to the Christmas village to meet him, and he set up a fundraiser for his class. He's selling baked goods uh, and uses it Including to teach... Including fruitcake! Yes, and uses it to teach her about how Hanukkah is also about giving back and community and charity and all those things. It's not really, but fine. It's fine. Um, well, Judaism is about that, so... Sure, but Hanukkah mm-hmm. is not specifically mm-hmm. about those things. So he enlists her help to sell baked goods. She talks to Samantha's kid, who is the nicest 12-year-old in the world, okay? He was the most Disney Channel reject child actor I have ever seen, where every line was delivered with, like, a big sort of gesture slash tick 
of like, hey, and he's like bobbing up and down. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I love Mr. Silver. He's like the right amount of tough and blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Which I was like, I was like, no, boys that age just grunt at you. And then she trusts Jonathan for a piece of fruitcake and says it's for a really good cause, which I thought was cute. Yeah. So later they're wrapping gifts. This was another thing where I was like, wrapping gifts is not just the provenance of Christians. Like, I think we all know how to wrap (laughs) gifts. But she says that she believes gift giving is all about listening. And if you really listen, people will tell you what they want. He says that's what being a good teacher is. And he loves kids, but his girlfriend doesn't want them. So he's kind of like letting go of that dream, which I thought was legitimately sad. I was like that. I mean, I know they're not going to end up together, but still... And they kind of share a moment and it gets interrupted by Samantha, a phone call from her. She calls and says, you got to come to the office. She pitches or he he says like, oh, about your your toy idea. Like, what if they all had comic books to go with them at the office? uh, She pitches the congressional action figure. Her boss is like (sighs) super dumb because he's like, that's it. And she's like, I'm not convinced. He's like, no, that's it. Go with that. Um, Samantha. Yeah, her boss is completely ineffectual. And it was co- he was comically. I thought both of them. So it turns out, and then the other one is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one, it turns out, is a turncoat, mm-hmm. which you you immediately realize in that scene because you see him taking pictures from afar of her design notes. Yeah. But I thought both of them must have been turncoats because it was such a dumb reaction. But it turns out, no, one of them is just stupid. <laughs> so Samantha, like is saying like oh you know the comic books that that is a really good thing for like the sales in this market and christy kind of encourages her to go for a sales job and she's like i don't know because she's the assistant to the president and then christy calls her boyfriend and he says oh i want to talk to you about something in person they make plans for dinner the next day i assume so she never says this out loud but you kind of assume like she's thinking that they're going to move in together or something yeah or get engaged that's what i thought it was christy calls jonathan they light their menorahs together the next day, she takes him to a Christmas tree farm. She asks him maybe, like, why he thinks Samantha doesn't want to go for the job. And he says usually with his, his his students, it's about their insecurities. And she's like, oh, you're so good with kids. You need to have kids. And he's like, look, I did picture that, but my expectations have changed. And, you know, you should trust your instincts about your own work and etc. cetera. Uh, they find a big tree. They go back to his apartment. Uh, they start to decorate it together. Before she leaves for dinner, they light the menorah lights together. She's getting better. And, like, that I also appreciated. Like, we got to see her. Like, she's actually making the effort. Yes. And then the boyfriend shows up to take her. His name's Peter. uh, Shows up to take Christy for dinner. Another very Christian name. Yes. And while one of the apostles, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, And it's it's regular Jesus and regular Peter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And while she's getting ready, um, Peter tells Jonathan that he wants to basically have Christy get the promotion and then leverage it for an, a job at a bank. This I didn't understand None of this all. makes any sense. None of this makes she's any sense. She's a toy designer. She's not qualified to work at a bank. But Jonathan was like, does she want to do that? And he's like, who cares? Like, who really likes what they do? It's, it's a bunch about, of money. Right. It's about making money. And Jonathan's like... I like what I do. What I thought was actually kind of totally a real thing, at least this is a real thing in New York, is that Peter walks into Jonathan's apartment and is like, wow, this is really nice. What do you do for a living? That's what I think about any time I walk into somebody's apartment. I'm like, how much is this? Um, they Before they go to dinner, Jonathan kind of tells tries to tell Christy about his conversation with Peter and basically says, like, you two, it seems like you two are on different pages And, you know, you should really, like, don't lose sight of what you want. You should really fight for what you want. Christy gets upset with him, kind of throws it back in his face, and she leaves. And at dinner, she's really distracted. And Peter gives her, like, brings something out of his pocket. She's like, oh, um, I don't know if this is the right time, because I think she thinks, yeah, they're going to either move in together or get engaged or whatever. Engagement ring, yeah. And he gives her an application to the bank. I was watching this with a good friend of mine, shouts Erotica, and uh, she said... She and I are both applying to jobs right now. And she goes, there are no paper applications anymore. <laughs> it's 2019. <laughs> and so, you know, he says like, babe, this is like, I set you up an interview and you can totally get more money if you do this. And, 
you know, I mentioned it to Johnny. He calls Jonathan Johnny. Uh, I mentioned this to Johnny, but he, he really didn't get it. Oh, that's one thing I loved that Peter just very presumptuously calls Jonathan Johnny. And so Jonathan calls him Petey. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and he's like, I tried to mention to Johnny, but he didn't get it. And she's like, oh, you talked to Jonathan about this. And it's clicking now, like, why? Yes. What he was trying to tell her. At work the next day, she's, like, still unsure of her toy design, and she gets a pep talk. Because it's bad. It's super bad. It is not good at all. She makes latkes later. She almost calls Jonathan, but she still feels bad. She lights the menorah on her own. Her dad calls her, and she's like, you know, things are kind of tough, and uh, my D for boyfriend can't make it to Christmas Eve Eve, and her her, and her father her father Gentiles at her, you know, for a few minutes. <laughs> and is also like... It's very clear that they there's kind of no love lost between him and Peter. And she goes for a coffee run and runs into Jonathan's girlfriend, Heather. And she's like, oh, Jonathan is so wonderful. Like, you know, your dad's going to love him and everybody loves him. And he's so great. And, and, she, <laughs> and, and the girlfriend looks like she's just been hit by a bus. The girlfriend <laughs> cryptically says, I've got a lot of thinking to do. And then like walks away. <laughs> And, you know, the barista apologizes for getting Christy's order wrong and is like, oh, there's nothing wrong with getting what you want. And this kind of inspires Christy to go back to the Judaica store. For By the way, that's a nice counter messaging to the usual to the usual messaging about having a complicated order that you're just so high maintenance and you need to learn to roll with things. And this is like, no, you deserve to have what you want. And I, this this whole movie was also, I mean, we can get to it at the end, but this whole movie was a very nice counter message to what we usually see from Hallmark Christmas movies about, like, a woman going for a career and, like, losing out on the rest of her life or whatever, you know? Like, she has to choose between both of them. And she really wants to land this account, and spoilers, she does. But anyway, but you're right. I mean, I think they could have made her into this like really, really high maintenance person, but they really didn't like, she's a, she's a pretty like uh polite. And she's reasonable. She yeah. just wants a very specific coffee order. It's not the end of the world, but it's, it's so often screenwriters shorthand for like, look at this bench over here. Right. Exactly. And so this conversation kind of inspires Chrissy to go back to the Judaica store to get an apology gift for Jonathan because she realizes that she really messed up. And I'm just imagining Tova like, how many more girls can I get to fall in love with my grandson and increase my business? <laughs> and uh, she she comes in. She's like, hi, I need an apology. She's like, hey, do you remember me? And he's like, oh. she's like, oh, the girlfriend. And he's like, oh, I'm just the friend. And she's like, oh, what do I know? And it's like, of course. Okay. Um <laughs> Jewish and, grandmother's always the first to know. Always the first to know. And then this was my favorite. She says something like, I have to get an apology gift for someone. And he and she goes, do I know this someone? She says, yes. And the grandma says, is he the one who should be apologizing? Which is also <laughs> 100% a Jewish grandmother thing to say. She says, no, I, I need to be the one to do it. And... So she goes to Jonathan's apartment. This I loved. He opens the yeah. door. They see each other. They both say, I'm sorry at the same time. Uh, she gives him the apology gift, which is a Jewish star on kind of like a little stand. And um, she says that her, his grandmother helped her pick it out. Um, she says that, you know, she really shouldn't hide what she wants from anyone. They kind of share a look. Uh, they split an apology sufganiot, which I thought was very cute. <laughs> You know, she's like, oh, I'll help you decorate your tree uh, before my family dinner. The next day at work, you know, Christy asks Samantha to put some sales stats together on educational toys. Peter calls and is just sort of increasingly becoming like the worst guy. And it's basically <laughs> he, in the like, beginning of the movie, he seems like pretty normal. And then by the end, he's like comically awful. Yeah, he's like a caricature of a bad boyfriend. He calls her and he's like, hey, I can't go to the Hanukkah party with you because my boss got us like box seats to this game. And like, you know, it's it's unclear. Like he he kind of says, like, oh, I have to go because, you know, my, how my boss is. And so she's like, I guess so. Uh, but, I, you know, it turns out he just wants to watch the game. 
And that night she goes to Jonathan's apartment and he's really sad and he's like wearing a sad blanket and it turns out that it Heather... could be a, it could be a sad Talus. Yeah, that was my first thought. I think it's a blanket. Could you imagine? Um, <laughs> turns out that Heather broke up with him. And so in order to cheer him up, Christy invites him out to her family's pre Christmas Eve Eve dinner. Her parents are really welcoming. Marissa has already said they're very white bread. They're very like goyasha, kind of like inoffensive, you know, just like, oh, honey, like, you know, they also don't know anything about Hanukkah. So, but they really are charmed by Jonathan and who wouldn't be. He's very cute. He's very cute. Listeners, dear listeners. And, 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 uh, Christy's sister has kids. Yes, And Jonathan is very good with kids. Yes. Ladies. Mm-hmm. And turns out her parents have been to Israel. And after dinner, carolers come around, which, like, I've never seen this in real life. No, it's only me a movie either. Thing. They're even in, like, Victorian garb. And the carolers come by, and Jonathan gets them to sing Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, which I thought was pretty great. It's a, it's a mediocre Hanukkah song. It really is. It's not, one, it's not one of the good ones. There's not very many, but it's not one of the good what's ones. What's your favorite one? Oh, Rock of Ages. It's got to be Rock of Ages, oh, right? Okay. I, I'd even prefer I Had a Little Dreidel. If you do some of the comedy verses of I Had a Little Dreidel. <laughs> Maybe but we like, can put that in the stinger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like Hanukkah, Hanukkah, come like the... It's just so boring. And there's also... Oh, you know what's also good? Peter, what? Paul, and Mary light one candle. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Uh, that's, a, I mean, that's a good... It's a good Hanukkah song. Peter, Paul, and Mary is fantastic. Right. And her parents are very charmed by Jonathan, and they're like, you should come back next year. And he's, like, very chill and happy, and it's very nice. And they kind of have a moment that's like, oh, like, we're not so different, you and I. Like, the fa- <laughs> you know, like, both of these holidays are just about, like, togetherness. Sandman and, Man and the Wasp? What? Yeah. <laughs> And Christy, the next day at work, which is like, it's Christmas Eve, y'all. Are yeah, your this... offices staffed fully no. on Christmas Eve? No. Abs- this was absurd. There is no white collar office where every single cubicle is full to bursting on December 24th. Unless it is like literally the ADL. <laughs> like... So Christy tells Samantha that she gave her boss the sales reports and she's like you should go for a sales position i tricked you into doing all this work to show you that you're good at sales <laughs> um, and somehow if christy gets a promotion there will be a job open in sales is she is she in sales right now that doesn't make any sense given what she's been I, she doing she is whole... in sales right now i think but she's she, her promotion would be to like chief creative or something like that at the end the boss calls her the senior designer so okay, maybe whatever. that's what it is okay but anyway so she goes after work to talk, to go to Peter's and turns out like all of his friends are going to the game with him from work and like basically like he just didn't want to go and again this is a basketball game being played on Christmas Eve Yeah that's a Do great point Do you think point. that's a thing? <laughs> no, I don't I mean going to look up the Washington Wizards schedule. Is it possible it's it can't be college basketball because everyone's home. Yeah, that doesn't track for me at all. I mean, I think there's a football game on on Christmas, right? So the Washington Wizards, which is my home team, I guess technically, they do not play on Christmas Eve. They play on the day after Christmas and a couple days before and a couple days after. But they do not play on Christmas Eve or on Christmas. So... Maybe he was going to, like, an exhibition game. Who knows? It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, it was the Harlem Globetrotters. Did you notice that he was wearing basketball jerseys, that the little team logo was just the American flag? It was just, like, it, no. was, as though it, was, the, it was as though it was the American Olympic basketball team. <laughs> Maybe this is, like, an Olympics qualifying. Anyway. Oh, sure. Yeah, we have those. So he is, she's basically like, look, you never asked me what I wanted and I wanted you to come with me. And then she leaves, and, like, that's supposed to be their breakup, I guess. Is it? Well, because when she goes to Jonathan's house next, she goes to Jonathan's apartment, she's all dressed up for the Hanukkah party, and he's like, you look wonderful. And she's like, hey, I just want to stop by and thank you, because uh, now I know what I really want, and I'm going to go for it. And he's sort of like, is Peter coming with you? And she's like, no, I we broke up. 
So, like... But, so, she's in a completely different outfit by the time she gets to Jonathan's. So, I think we're supposed to fill in some sort of blank here where either they had a phone call or she texted him or she went back to the apartment or so. Maybe she'd go back to the apartment. But I think that there were there was more communication. I think she left and, like, texted him and was like, it's over. I hope so. Um, so, she comes into the apartment... And turns out he puts the Jewish star on top of the Christmas tree, which made me, like, really happy because that's what we do at our house. (laughs) I saw that coming and I was like, don't tell people that's a thing we do. We're not supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's cute. I like that we do it. Syncretism is is always a part of human religious expression. Syncretism. What What is that word? What is that? It's like... When you mush religions together. Oh, okay. And so he gets her a gift, which is, uh, he noticed that she was looking at that Judaica book back at the store and he got it for her. And I thought that was really sweet because it shows that he's like paying attention to her. And, um, he, she's like, why don't you come to the party with me? And so, um, he gets dressed up for the party and he looks fine. Um, oh, fine like cherry wine. He, he's, oh boy. He's a very, very cute, cute guy. And, um, he puts a mistletoe up, but she's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but that's actually parsley, <laughs> which I was fun. like, do you have that leftover from your Seder plate? <laughs> <laughs> Be some old ass parsley. <laughs> that's true. But I was sitting there like, kiss, kiss. Me too. Um, so they go to the Hanukkah party, which is really schmancy. I mean, it is I, very schmancy. It is catered and, and like, everybody's bl- like dressed white up. tie. Yeah, it's yeah. really fancy. And she gives David um, a bunch of homemade sufganiyot, which I was like, how did you make? Just four of them in a random box. It's very strange. He's very impressed. He's like, oh, so my Savta used to make these, which again, Jewish grandmother. Uh, Israeli Jewish grandmother. But Israel, Israeli Jewish grandmother somehow. Yeah. And here's maybe the second or third least believable part of this movie. That Jonathan did not immediately leap in and go, hold up. <laughs> Your grandma was in Israel. Let's start trading some deets and figure out because every Jew, more, more Jew secrets, every Jew secrets, every Jew is connected to every other Jew through very short chains, like very short hops. Like I can meet someone and it'll be like, we have to spend maybe five minutes. It's called, it's a game. It's, we call it Jewish geography. Yes, indeed. I don't know what they call it in Israel, but you meet someone, you geography. start trading in. <laughs> You start trading information and then you find out, oh, you know, like I, your, I, you know, your aunt, you know, was, uh, was a lecturer at Brandeis at the same time I was there and my roommate took her class. You know what I mean? Like you find a way that the two of you are connected always, 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 always. This happened to me recently. This happened to me recently with a friend of ours who I went to high holy day services and I mentioned, uh, I was like, oh, there's a new rabbi at uh, the the synagogue that I go to for our holiday services. Turns out our friend, I knew she went to that synagogue too, but one of the reasons that she likes going is because she knows the rabbi's wife because they grew up together. <laughs> this is just inevitable. So the yes. fact that Jonathan then didn't jump in and say, sir, I'm going to need you to just recite your family tree real quick <laughs> was like the second or third least realistic part of this movie. Maybe next to the fruitcake part. <laughs> And so, turns out, there's also a Christmas tree at this party, and this I liked. So, Chrissy's boss says that David's wife grew up with Christmas, so they added it to the Hanukkah party. I liked that phrasing, Mm -hmm. because we are Jewish, we also grew up with Christmas. That's how I talk about it, you know? And so... Yeah, it's not clear to me if his wife is Jewish or not. I thought that that meant that his wife is Jewish, but... Jewish in the way that, like, many... Maybe she had an interesting. I thought maybe parents. she had converted. Oh, maybe. That's also possible. Um, but I just like that. It was it was a nice little, like, there's a lot of cool interfaith stuff in here. Um, so turns out that the other guy... We saw this coming. The guy who moved to the rival company took Christie's designs with him. Her terrible, terrible congressional action figure designs. Yes. 
Um, David invites Christy to light the menorah. And she, she, I thought she did a great job. She flawlessly does both brachot, singing them correctly. A, we've never heard her sing them. And B, we've never heard her do the second bracha. Okay? And that's the one that, like, the, the average Jew doesn't even know that they're supposed to be two. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she's jumped from 101 to, like, a graduate-level course in Hanukkah. Which I was very impressed with. She took it really seriously. <laughs> she went on hotjewishprayers.gov. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish secrets. <laughs> Can we buy hotjewishprayers.gov, please? Yes. Jew secrets. Jew secrets. <laughs> so afterwards, he's like very impressed with her. He's like, hey, I really want to work with you. Um, and but, but the board wants to work with the other people because they're economics. They're more, they're more cost what? Cost effective. That's. I feel like you're you're putting better lines into his mouth than he actually had to read, but okay. It's the more, he says it's the more economical option. Okay. Same thing. So, and he, she figures out that Edgar, who is the guy who switched teams, like stole her ideas. And she's like, Oh, what do I do? And Jonathan was like over there playing with a bunch of children, which is adorable playing dreidel. And David's like, your boyfriend's great with kids. And she's like, oh, uh, thank you. And, she goes, uh, he's not my... Thank you. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> you know what? I actually don't want to disavow being his girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, uh, is there anything like with the dreidel I can use? And he's like, I was never my favorite game. Like I used to have to pretend to be a Maccabee because there were never any toys for that. And she's like, aha. And she says, I could kiss you. And he goes, what's that now? And I thought that was <laughs> That was so... Cute. Cute! It was so cute! <laughs> it was very cute. And so Jonathan earlier in the party had said, if you need any help with it, like if you need to like dash, I can just start singing Hanukkah, Hanukkah. And he was kidding. <laughs> and she's like, and he's like, hey, uh, David's like, hey, can you do this presentation? And she's like, yes, but first, uh, Jonathan wants to lead you all in song. And he's like, I do? Uh, okay. And so then he just starts singing Hanukkah, Hanukkah. She kind of runs up to the he car. He couldn't just, can we just get another song in there? <laughs> I mean, maybe they could only license one of them. They're um, not, they, those are for sure not copyrighted. <laughs> who knows? Um, so Jonathan uh, starts singing to buy her some time. She runs out and kind of like retools her, her you know, little, like, it's like an artist's dummy. Kind yeah, of, yeah. It's like a Skechers. Yeah, thingy. that's dressed up in an outfit, and she kind of like undoes it and comes back in, and she pitches biblical action figures, and she's like, <laughs> she just sort of is comic like, books. yeah, she's like, David, remember how when you were a kid, you always had to pretend to play Maccabees because there were never any action figures, and he's like, yes, that's exactly what I did, and I was like, and oh I was like, my god. That's not a, is that a thing? Again, I was watching this with a friend of mine who is not Jewish or Christian, and she looked at me and she was like, is that? And I was like, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> like that. Okay, I'm glad we're all in agreement that that is not, in fact, a thing. I mean, maybe it would be a thing if you grew up, like, really, really religious. I don't know. Maybe? Although Israelis are typically not religious. Jew secrets. <laughs> Jew secrets! <laughs> Welcome to our new podcast, Juicy Chris. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, speaking about getting on somebody's radar that we really don't want to get on. <laughs> um, so she pitches this biblical action figure series. David loves it. Jonathan and Christy kiss under the mistletoe. It's super sweet. Can I just say right now that the primary consumer of biblical action figures would be fundamentalist Christians? Yes, 100%. Yeah. David, like you know, brings her back into the room and is like, the board loved it. And like, apparently he's just gone to other people like with this action figure prototype. But it's like, look at this. And they're all like, oh my God, amazing. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a sketching dummy in a toga. <laughs> it's like a piece of, like, like a paper towel that she pinned around it. <laughs> and uh, he's even, he's so cute. He's like, can I hold on to this? And she's like, oh, sure. Like, you know, he wants to play like with He's going to be in his room later that night. Like, be like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, exactly. You um, go away, you Greco-Syrian. <laughs> <laughs> Is 
that a gun noise? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Like we were like whoosh, whoosh. Like what With is arrows? what is the sound of of melee weapons? <laughs> Plunk. Um, <laughs> so. David says he wants the toys out by April, and Jonathan's like, oh, I get it, Passover. And then she's like, Passover, is that anything like Easter? And then the movie ends. <laughs> Which, I do have a friend. It was I, charming AF, It y'all. was so cute. It was so cute and charming. I do have a friend who years ago, like, you know, a few months after we met for the first time, she was like, uh, I mentioned that, you know, Passover was coming up, and she's like, oh, that's around Easter. That's kind of a coincidence. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this movie, super charming. Very, very cute. I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I I would watch it again. I would. I have watched it a couple times. (laughs) It's very cute. It's very cute. I did just have like one thing that I wanted to note, which is the costumes in this movie they do a pretty good job of like color coding people blue and red or green. And yeah, red, they do. <laughs> or green and blue. So like whenever she's doing something Jewish, she's always in blue. And yeah, yeah, whenever yeah, 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 he's, yeah. you know, and and like when she shows up to do her first pitch, she's in a red blazer and then when she's at the Hanukkah party, she's wearing this beautiful blue gown. It's very I was, you know, I was clocking that as I watched the movie and his outfits change too. Like he starts in blue a lot and he ends in blue, but in the middle when he's like learning about Christianity, he's wearing a lot more green. I thought that was cute. And actually the the last shot of the movie is a is a shot of the menorah, which I really appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Cuz that's how they start, you know, learning together. And it's a beautiful menorah. All the menorahs are beautiful in this. Do you have anything else to Sopsa say? Sopsa just gives them that wooden menorah, which I was like, what are your margins, lady? <laughs> like, oh, she on. does give it to them. I was like, that looks like a pretty pricey menorah. Yeah. Do you have anything in particular to say? I hope we see that cute, cute boy again. <laughs> I know. Oh, he's very cute. And he also was like, the other thing I liked about this, this was the same thing we talked about for um, last year when we did the Amnesia movie. A gift to remember. A gift to remember. And uh, a very gritty Christmas. One of the things I liked about this movie is that, like, with the exception of that, like, one fight that they get into in the coffee line, they are just, like, nice and respectful and sweet. And Uh, so the one uh, I I, I only disagree with that slightly, which is that they do have one fight Mm -hmm. where he's. Where he's telling her, you know, does Peter really understand or whatever? And, and But then I found what she threw back at him to be pretty out of bounds, mm, which is like, okay. oh, and you're just not going to have kids because your girlfriend doesn't want to have kids. And it's like, whoa, you guys have known each other for four days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, maybe not with that. Yeah, that's true. But it's not, but they don't have the, like, antagonistic, like... Those things were, you know, that was a, a kind of a bad fight, but, you know, they don't have the antagonism throughout the whole thing. And then, like, towards the end, they grow to appreciate each other. It's very much like they have that one, like, little tiff at the beginning, and then pretty much throughout the whole thing, they are nice to each other, which I appreciated. Yeah. As, right, so the normal, like, Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas movie, particularly Hallmark, like, often it's a lot of, like... You know, the guy doesn't like Christmas and the girl loves Christmas and she's just spent so much time being like, what are you, some kind of Scrooge? Like, well, I wouldn't expect a Scrooge like you to understand how much I love this. But ever since my mom died tragically, it's all I have left of her. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There was none of that. It was like, and she got to have a career that she wanted and... You know, she was not punished either for trying to excel at her chosen career or for deciding that she didn't want to go out for this random job that would just pay more money. Yeah. And she was there was also um, there was also no kind of like, you know, a lot of these it's like, oh, I'm doing this thing to advance my career and then I fall in love with this guy. And then he goes like, oh, I see. So like, it wasn't about me at all. It's really about your career. There was also none of that because they were <laughs> really up front at the beginning of like, hey, I need to learn about Hanukkah so that I can do well at this business pitch. And he's like, okay. 
Like, you know, there was none of this sort of like, oh, it wasn't, a, you didn't really care about Hanukkah, you only care about your promotion. <laughs> there was none of Hanukkah, that. Hanukkah, the most important. Here's another <laughs> juicy grin. A Hanukkah is a, Hanukkah is a nothing holiday. Which I got in trouble with for saying recently, but it is. It's really? a nothing holiday. Who'd you get in uh, trouble with? It's a long story. It was a okay. work. But okay. Hanukkah is a nothing holiday. It's like, I don't even know what to compare it to in like any other religion or like secular. It's like Flag Day. Okay? <laughs> like, do, do you know when Flag Day is? Do you observe Flag Day? Do you get off work or school for Flag Day? Do you do anything for Flag Day? No. <laughs> It's nothing. It is a nothing it's a little hot. more than Flag Day. <laughs> it's really not. We get presents at least. I mean, don't you get a flag for Flag Day? <laughs> a, flag, a Flag Day present. Happy Flag Day. But you know, it, really religious Jews don't even give presents for Hanukkah. They'll give gelt, but they will not give Which presents. Which is money. That's like the present secret. <laughs> do, 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 the pre- do, 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 Jew secret. <laughs> gelt equals money. <laughs> but like... The whole like presence thing is just because to keep up like Jewish kids felt left out at Christmas time, right? Yeah. Like, yep, 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 yep. But there was no. I, I think my whole point is like it really steered away from like most of the tropes that we see in these, particularly Hallmark, but any kind of like Christmas movie that ha- that has a lead who's like very into her career. It really steered away from all that stuff, and that was a welcome change of pace for me. I really appreciated that. Yeah, it's nice when these movies don't punish women for being people. Sure. What high standards we have. Right. <laughs> I hope those two crazy kids make it, gosh darn it. And I, I want I want a mistletoe and menorah too, where they've got a baby yeah. and they and they are trying to craft uh, an interfaith holiday celebration for their baby. Oh, no, I would love a Mistletoe and Menorahs 2 where they're planning an interfaith wedding first. And then, that too. And then, and then Mistletoe and Menorah 3. three. It's like Shrek. Yeah. Mistletoe, <laughs> Mistletoe and Menorah 3 is trying to create the perfect interfaith holiday for their little boy who is Avraham Yosel Lev Silver. <laughs> He can't. There's no uh, Christian name in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's an Israeli grandma in the mix. Like, let's just just give it up. Avraham. <laughs> Actually, nobody in Israel is named Avraham. It's like no, it just it wouldn't would be happen. Like, you know, Avishai. It's it would be Avishai. Avishai Yosel Lev Silver. <laughs> I mean, I think we should contact uh, the people at Mar Vista and say, like, we have, this This could be a franchise. This is the, the Mistletoe and Menorah's extended universe. <laughs> yeah, and like, like, maybe a prequel about David. Okay. What would you want to know about David? What he well, does for Like, work? how he, like, no, no, like, what's what's the deal with him and his wife? Okay. Yeah. You know, she grew up celebrating Christmas. What does that mean? Does she convert? This could be like Keeping the Faith, a movie that I love that no one else remembers exists. Are you kidding? I love that movie. I always, I want to watch it every High Holy Days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't have a lot of High Holy Days movies in the canon, do you? So High Holy Days for, for, again, (laughs) Juicy Secrets. High Holy Days are like the real, like, the really big holidays. They happen in the fall. It's the Jewish New Year and then the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. But those are, uh, at least Yom Kippur is a pretty somber holiday and it doesn't align with any Christian holiday. So you don't really ever get a movie made about it. But there aren't, the faith, the, there aren't any Jewish holidays that are as, both as important and as joyful as Christmas. There right. are ones that are as important and there are ones that are as joyful, but there's no intersection of those two. Right. Because like when when Jewish grandma goes like, you know, the history of the Jewish people is a long one. I also yeah. was expecting her to go and a really depressing one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she didn't. But I think we could I think we could get Yeah, keeping the faith, right? She she doesn't convert, but she's at least uh She's taking classes taking towards conversion. Towards the end. 
Um, I love that movie. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I love that movie so much. (laughs) No movie has ever more honestly portrayed the height difference (laughs) between a short Jewish man and a tall shiksa. (laughs) (laughs) No movie they you see the two of them together and she towers i'm talking about jenna elfman towers over ben stiller and it's so honest i love it i'm you just all- never see you never see that in movies like no short male actors and there are a lot of them like allow themselves to be filmed in an honest way with a taller female co-star i guess but god bless you ben stiller <laughs> That movie's fantastic. Maybe we should do it's that so- as part of our <laughs> hiatus. We can get more Jew secrets out there. Jew secrets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you have any other? It was just, it was super cute. And I actually. It was adorable. I, I surprised myself with how much I actually cared seeing some, like, true Hanukkah representation on yeah. television. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a recommend, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you have cable, you can watch it on Lifetime.com or you can rent it on iTunes or, you know, uh, YouTube rather. I don't know about iTunes, but I know you can rent it on YouTube. So it's a recommend. We might have to show this to mom. I think mom would really... <laughs> mom's I think re- she's going to like it. <laughs> she, I think she'd really be on board for the Jewish grandmother. Might have to show this to uh, the new BF who is also not Jewish. And said to me recently, I'm going to embarrass him. He said to me recently, I've never celebrated a Hanukkah before. (laughs) What a cutie pie. I think I'll keep him. Aww. Yeah. So are we, are we all Sufganioded out? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Okay. This was adorable. It was very cute. Do we know what we're doing? No, we're flying by the seat of our pants, baby. Okay, cool. I mean, next week we'll be together. So we'll be together soon. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see exactly soon. what happens with a release schedule. It's not clear to me what exactly yeah. we're going to do. Especially with your your little ones running around. Ugh, don't remind me. <laughs> okay. Until next time, Chag Sameach. We'll see you next time, ding-dongs. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have a crazy night's. When you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree Here's a list of people who are Jewish just like you and me David Lee Roth lights the menorah So do James Conker Douglas and the late dinosaur I had a little dreidel, I made it out of schmaltz, and when I tried to spin it, I did a little waltz. Oh, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. (laughs)